Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com. This is the listen, you boy, for April 22nd. A uh, little less newsworthy than last Wednesday. I'll say that. A little and, bit. And that's that's somewhat a good thing, but uh, we are here for the listen, you boy, and we've got just tons of stuff for you guys. We've got stuff all through the week. I interviewed Mike Bennett. That's up on the site right now. I interviewed Marino Tanaglia. That's on the site right now. Just tons of stuff, but... We got other stuff to talk about, Jimmy. If you guys uh, want to donate a super chat live at youtube.com slash fightful, we'll read your question or statement on the air. But hey, maybe you look around and you're like, oh, I want to ask several questions. I want to ask several questions. Well, you can subscribe to fightfulselect.com. My Q&A show goes up Thursday. You can ask as many questions as you want. Check it out. We have one right out of the gate, Jimmy Van. Yep. Anakin JMT says, hoping everyone at Fightful is staying safe and healthy mentally as well as physically. Over four weeks without unemployment, you guys are keeping me mentally sane. Thank you so much. And that's why I'm, I'm running these shows on weekends now. I've had Alex do a couple. We're posting, I think, Fightful's Funniest Moments this weekend as well. I'm trying to give you all some weekend content every single weekend. Uh, but looks like WWE will be providing that in a couple weeks, Jimmy. Fighting through the... The headquarters, I have some exclusive news on that as well. Yeah, we'll talk about that. The first thing I want to do is uh, everyone, I hope that everyone is well during this time. I've read that the U.S. government has kind of dropped the ball on the subsidies a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I heard some dead people got money. I heard that corporations, uh, apparently Shake Shack got $10 million they didn't even request. Yep. So uh, so they dropped the ball a bit. So hopefully people are able to get what they need and uh, and keep going. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I should get that ten million dollars. Let's move on. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, I'm not Disco Jim, Jimmy this week. I told Sean I, I replaced my Ethernet cable, whether I need to do or not. I did it. So hopefully, there's no issues this week. One other thing I wanted to mention: I had promised a few weeks ago that if people wanted to send in their own stupid people rendition of the song, that I would play it while we're from home here, you know, doing yeah. things the way we're doing them. And I have one, and uh, the last two weeks have been so nuts with news that I haven't gotten around to doing stupid people. Yeah. But we're going to do it today unless something breaks in the middle of this show. 
We're going to do it today. And so if anybody wants to submit their own rendition of the Stupid People song, uh, hook up with Sean Ross Sapp. And uh, if you don't want to do a video, we will just embed it into our own uh, Stupid People video, which is what we're doing this week. I appreciate you telling people they should hook up with me, Jimmy. It's really, you know, you know, I'm here to help your way, Blue Chew, and now Jimmy Van just telling everybody, just hook up with Sean Rossap. New business model. We're gonna have our own like fightful. What do they call it? Swap left or right? You'll be flying me and somebody who isn't my wife out to Toronto before long. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. So I want to start by talking about Howard Finkel. Uh, and this was almost a week ago now, but because we only do this on Wednesdays, this is my only chance to talk about it. Howard Finkel passed away last Thursday, April 16. He was two months shy of his 70th birthday. And, uh, you know, oftentimes in wrestling, Sean, and in sports, the question's thrown around, who's the greatest? Who's the greatest? Yes. Who's the greatest wrestler of all time? Who's the greatest manager of all time? And it's always a, a wildly debated topic. When it comes to ring announcer, my opinion, there was Howard Finkel and there was everybody else. Yes. Uh, he was undoubtedly the best of all time at what he did. And uh, I used to love watching the MSG shows. You know, Matt, they used to run Mass- Madison Square Garden every month back in yeah. the day. And I used to get the MSG network on satellite in the late 80s, early 90s. And I used to love Finkel because during intermission of the show, they would announce the card for the next month's show. And Howard Finkel was great at building up the dramatics. He was great. It's like if he was talking about the evil heel who was going to challenge Hulk Hogan, he would slow down his words yes. a little bit, you know, and then he'd get to Hogan and then he would just get all boisterous. And Howard Finkel was the greatest. And I have one small personal regret about Howard Finkel, Sean Ross. What's that? I got married in 2014. Mm-hmm. And I, I had the idea when I got married of flying Howard Finkel in and having oh, him yeah. having him announce the, the reception party. And I didn't look into it because I thought, ah, oh, he won't be able to do it. Uh, you know, he's he's in bed with WWE and he's not going to be able to do it. So I didn't do it. And then like six months later, I saw a video on social media where he did it for somebody. Yeah. And I thought, God damn, I could have done <laughs> it. I, just, I didn't think he did. You know, he's he's the best of all time. I mean, let's yes. be real. He's the reason why you hear UFC's Bruce Buffer or anybody go and knew like that pronounced. He that that's him. He's yes. the innovator. He did all that. He was a performer. He had a two-year feud with Harvey Whippleman that stretched out over Memphis and WWF, yep. uh, and kept doing it until until 2002. Not that feud, but he did one with like Lillian Garcia and one with Tony Chimmel, who very very sad to hear that he was one of those that was furloughed uh last week as well tony, tony Schimmel. Schimmel was yeah that's what i heard uh unfortunately were they using him live events or i'm not sure if if they were what he was doing or, or what his role was there but that i had heard that uh I, I hope i heard it wrong is the thing but howard finkel man he's he's the best and he's one he of those voices best. For for years, you would always hear the stat, he's the only person to perform at every WrestleMania, yada, yada, until they stopped that, until he stopped doing the, the Hall of Fame introductions. Oh, man. It's like, you know something? He, he doesn't get enough credit. So they always talk about, oh, Pat Patterson created the Royal Rumble. And you hear that all the time, that Pat Patterson created the Royal Rumble. Howard Finkel came up with WrestleMania. Yes. And you don't hear it very much. And, and I don't know why, because WrestleMania is even a bigger – Name the only the only thing I can think of is because Pat Patterson came up with the concept yes. of the Royal Rumble match, 
whereas Finkel came up with the name WrestleMania. But uh, yeah, he was the greatest, and you never hear one bad thing about him. Everybody loved him. I know back in the day, Justin Roberts, when he wanted to break in as a ring announcer, he would call WWE's offices in, in Stamford, and he would get patched into Howard Finkel. Hmm. Uh, and Howard Finkel always took his call. Yeah. Like he, everybody seemed to love him. So, uh, it's unfortunate, uh, but he left a legacy behind. He's definitely oh. the best at what he Oh, big time, big time. And was one of the, when they, they had filmed that Legends House show well ahead of the, the WWE Network and all that. And, um, I, I wish that we could have seen some more of that. I thought he was one of the more entertaining people that, that were used in a lot of the digital stuff that they did when WWE was really trying to figure out what kind of digital stuff that they had and what was going to work. I thought he was really good for that. They'd bring, in, bring him in for special episodes of Raw and SmackDown. So this generation knows who he is in that regard. And, Jimmy, it's a lot different now than it was when we were kids because you didn't see a lot of archived WWE, WWE footage back then. You couldn't just mm-hmm. reach out and grab it. You would see Hogan slam Andre and all that. But it's like every time that we did see that archived WWF footage – it was usually followed with Howard Finkel announcing the winner of that match. Yes. So you would you would get that even more. Um, rest in peace, Howard Finkel. Man, that, that's such a bummer. And it, it did make me happy to see how many wrestlers had went out to see him in the last few years when he was kind of confined to a wheelchair. Yep, for sure. And, and it's really unfortunate that Vince McMahon got to a point where he cared more about cosmetic look than anything else. Yes, because we lost a lot of good years of Howard Finkel's talent. And that's not to take anything away from Lillian Garcia, and it's not to take anything away from Justin Roberts, because they both did a good job in the role. But Howard Finkel was the man, and uh, and he should have been around longer on television, and he strictly wasn't because Vincent Mann wanted to go younger, and that's all it was. Isn't, and, isn't it uh, weird to think, even on commentary now, Jerry Lawler is 70, and they're still having him announced in a pandemic. Bobby Heenan was in his mid-50s when they bought WCW, and they were like, nah, too old. Yeah, uh, Jim Ross too, and Jim Ross is yep. is is well younger now than uh, Lawler is now, yep. or well younger than, than I should say than Lawler is now. Let's move on. So it was last Wednesday, the fifteenth. The WWE announced all of those uh, staff cuts. One day later, on April sixteenth, um, it was reported that the board of directors, the WWE board, declared the company's regular quarterly dividend of twelve cents a share. Uh, it's going to be recorded on June 15th. It's going to be paid on June 25th. Now, once again, there was min- misinformation about this figure, uh, and even a major uh, UK-based news site that I showed Sean reported it incorrectly. It's being reported in some outlets that WWE paid a dividend of upwards of $9.3 million based on 78 million shares, and that's just not correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's based on the non-diluted shares, and I don't want to get all complicated for people. The easy way of putting it is, you know when WWE does stock grant, Sean? Yes. Like, hey, Kevin Dunn got 12,000 shares. Those are considered diluted shares. Dividends are not paid on those. Mm-hmm. And so the uh, I believe that the amount of shares they paid out on was about 46 million shares to the tune of about $5.5 million in a dividend. Um, obviously, it's a bad look. Yeah. One day after they uh, issued the press release, we're going to save $4 million in staff costs. And keep in mind, that's $4 million is not just talent costs. That's overall staff cost. Mm-hmm. But they said we're going to save four million uh, a month, and then the very next day hey, we're going to issue a dividend for for millions of dollars. Um, let me just say this: this is the unfortunate reality of being a public company. There were people on social media that were defending WWE, saying, "Well, what do you expect? They're a public company." From a corporate standpoint, I have no problem with it. Yeah, 
because ultimately they have shareholders to answer to. And anybody that invests in WWE, Sean, why do they do it? To make money. To make money. And if WWE is not able to keep the stock price up and if they're not able to pay dividends, then the shareholders are going to take off. Mm -hmm. And that's all that's we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue. And so I understand why they have to do it. And I don't have an issue with them doing it. I don't even have an issue with the timing of it. The problem I have with it, and if you want to talk from a corporate perspective, because everybody wants to talk about this stuff from a corporate perspective, talk about irresponsible spending. Because my issue with this is Vince McMahon and Triple H to a lesser degree irresponsibly spent millions of dollars. Millions. Stockpiling talent. They use guys that they use more guys than sign more guys than they could use. They had more guys under contract that they could possibly ever use. When guys would complain about creative and about either they don't they're not happy with how they're being used or they're not being used at all, and can I have my release because I want to work? Here's a new uh, contract with a race. They stockpiled talent. They did it because Vince McMahon, in my opinion, has a carny attitude about the business yeah. and wants to hurt the competition. And so if you want to talk about being, you know, responsible, corporately responsible, they were very irresponsible. And the and the issue that I have with this is that now we're in this pandemic and guys aren't going to be able to get jobs, a lot of them. And they and they chose now to do this. And again, I understand why they did it corporately. They got to hit the projections. They got to keep stockholders happy. If they hadn't have stockpiled talent. They wouldn't have had to do this mass round of layoffs. That, that's, that's, the frust- the, that's the problem I have with it. Yeah, that's the frustrating aspect of trying to discuss this stuff on Twitter because people are like, oh, you don't see the business. I'm like, yeah, I do. I can still say that it's shitty that Mike Bennett asked for his release in December 2018, as we discussed. They wouldn't give it to him. Instead, in the summer, they said, listen, here's a new contract. It's five years because we're not letting you out of this one. And if if we give you this contract, we got to use you more. And Mike goes, uh, well, yeah, I hope that's the whole point of me wanting to leave to begin with. They give him five years. He sees how they use him. Not how they use him, but they took him off TV after a month. And then he's like, I, I want to leave again. They say no again. But then in the middle of the pandemic, they're like, our, our wish, wish granted, Mike. Because that's, that's the thing I'm seeing a lot of people say. Oh, a lot of these people were unhappy and they asked for their releases. Yeah, they asked for their releases not during a pandemic. Because right. WWE let them go when there are no opportunities to be had. There are right. none right now. So no, I don't think it was generous of WWE to give them a 90-day no-compete. Uh, maybe 30 to 40 days in the case of NXT people. No, it wasn't. It was scummy, and their business practices are coming back to haunt them. I, for the life of me, do not understand why it is that they don't want people to get over, whether it be in their own company or outside of it. Because, Jimmy, we know the reality. The reality is, if WWE wants somebody, they have the money. They can go get them. So if they got over really big somewhere else, you know what they can do? They can go out and re-sign Matt and Jeff Hardy out from underneath Impact and Ring of Honor. They can, they can afford that. It's it's mind-boggling. And look at Gallows and Anderson. And Jimmy, we know the perception of if a wrestler leaves WWE or if they're released from WWE. Gallows and Anderson stein, signed for what Kevin Nash would call above sting money. And <laughs> that was that was game-changing. The Revival were getting that offer too. 
look at where the Revival and Matt Hardy are right now. Because it, what if they would have stayed? Mm-hmm. There's a good chance they would, would have been released. It's just it's mind-boggling to look at this. It's just don't hoard talent. Don't hoard talent. If you don't have plans for these people, let them go if they want. If they want to stay there and do nothing, then sure, why not? But it, it's a and, mess. You know, one thing I'm really big on in my company is I'm really big on trying to uh, have a vision for everybody and not just look to certain individuals because you want morale to be good across the board. And and to me, I'm really big on not establishing a, a bad precedent in my company. And again, when you look at WWE, when you look at the fact that Vince sold $85 million in stock at the end of March – when you look at the fact that they knew they were going to be issuing a dividend mm-hmm. and they knew that was going to be public, they lay off all these people at a time that they can't get other jobs because they need to you know, try to hit their profit projections. Morale's got to be in the can when you yeah. do all that. Oh, it's got to be. That's the thing. And, I had somebody reach out and say, How, how's backstage news these days? And I'm like, people are chattier than ever, not just because they're bored, but they're not happy with how things are being handled. Sorry to interrupt. It's just – no. Oh, my God. It's got to be bad. And I, I really, again, feel for a guy like Drake Maverick. I cannot comprehend the, the the lack of brain cells that are being utilized here. So first, they let Drake Maverick know that he's been released. If not for the fact that they put his name on the press release, his real name, mm-hmm. I would almost think that they're working the boys. Yeah. Because first they tell him he's, his, he's released. Then they're saying, oh, by the way, uh, you're going to work three more matches, which doesn't make any sense. Then he's a guest on The Bump this week. On WWE.com, are you out of your freaking mind making yeah. these decisions? It's really, really stupid. And uh, and so tomorrow, I hope, is going to be interesting. I would ask these questions myself, but there's no damn way they're going to take my questions. <laughs> yeah. But uh, tomorrow, April 23rd, is going to be WWE's next earnings call. They're going to be reporting earnings for Q1. Uh, so people need to understand that these, you know, uh, these cuts that they've made, it's not going to impact the numbers that they're going to be reporting on because they're reporting uh, January through March tomorrow but there's questions that i want answered uh, anybody listening to this who's got stock in wwe if you work for a bank all the better if you think that you can get on that call and ask a question i would love to know the answers to some of these questions the first and most obvious one is did usa and fox tell wwe definitively that they are going to withhold or reduce rights fees or even allege a breach of contract if they don't continue to produce live tv i would love to know the answer to that question uh, and Vince McMahon is not obligated to talk about the XFL because they are technically separate entities, but I would love to know, did Fox pull out of the XFL deal? And was that the catalyst for you making the decision to go live? Cause you were afraid that they might do the same thing. I want somebody to ask that question. Uh, and then, you know, following up on, on that, based on his answer to that, why did you pivot again? And decide this week that now you're going to do rotating tapings and you are yeah. going to tape some TV. All of this, it, it comes off like it's typical of this man flying by the seat of his pants. Uh, but I want to know. I want to know, did USA and Fox, have you spoken to them? Was there a conversation? Did they say definitively that they, this thing, these things might happen? So that's the first thing. I want to know why they contracted so much talent. Like and, and again, when it comes to corporate spending, you're talking about shareholders, and now now the, the the stock is going up because oh they're padding their numbers now, Sean. Why did you sign so much talent? Why did you accrue this expense for so long when there was no conceivable way that you could use all these guys? I want that question to be asked. I also want to know: Is there going to be a second Saturday of your radio show uh, radio show this year? Because that's a big chunk of money gone if they don't get that show win. I want to know the answer to that. 
I want to know, Vincent Mann has said in the past that the XFL is a completely separate entity. And we talked about this last week. We know that the XFL office was next door to, to WWE's office. We know there was frequent traffic back and forth. We know WWE employees were also working for the XFL. We know that WWE owned 23.5% of the uh, XFL Class B stock, even though the value is probably pretty minimal. I want to know if he still believes it's an accurate statement to say that they were completely separate entities. And, and so, because they own, know. they own like, what, 20% of it? So I'm curious to find out how that affects WWE's financials. Um, Anakin JMT says, Jimmy, have you thought about buying stock in WWE so you can be on the calls? He he has it, so. Uh, I do that, have it, and uh, I, I think there's no way they'll take my call. No, no. <laughs> but uh, I do have it, and I am going to get on the call tomorrow. Yeah. I, I don't recall what time it is, but I will uh, get on the call. Yeah, Fightful will have coverage of that. Yeah, there are a lot of questions that have to be answered. I see a lot of weird misconceptions in our chat about Mike and Maria. You all should probably listen to the 30-minute interview that I did with him because he answers a lot of this stuff. Why did he re-sign if he wanted out? As I just said, they doubled the amount of money that he was getting, and they said, we're going to use you more. So financial, creative, both addressed, so that's why it happened. I see a lot of people. And no offense to the person that said this, but it's a real dumbass thing to say. Oh, Maria got pregnant, so they they got what's coming to them. No, no, it's not the way it works. People have said that, really? Oh, God, all the time. All the time. It was all over Twitter, and somebody said that in our chat. Saying that's karma is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, by the way, WWE knew that they were continuing their family. Mike addressed that in the interview, too. Watch it. Watch the interview, guys. It's very good. Um, One thing people need to remember, too, is that these wrestlers are people like everybody else. They have mortgages like everybody else, and they've got other bills to pay like everybody else. And so the best thing to do is put yourself in their shoes. Let's yeah. say that you're Mike Bennett, and you're making X amount of dollars, and you're unhappy because you're sitting at home, and you're still kind of in the prime of your career, and you want to be active, and you want to get out. And then they say to you – and keep in mind, you've got a child, and then you have another one coming. And they say to you, okay, well, how about we just double your – your salary. Are you going to say no to that? Probably not. You know what I mean? So, and, and Mike Bennett himself, I saw your interview, which was really good by the way. And, and he was very honest. I like that he was honest and he said, okay, this is going to give us a chance to, to start our nest egg. Yes. And then when they're ready to use me, then I'll go back on the road. But in the meantime, we might as well start our nest egg and, and prepare for a future. Yeah. He's a regular person like anybody else. Why wouldn't he want to take that deal? Uh, we have some super chats. Harold Romero says, if Vince didn't care about the wrestlers when he bought WWE or WCW and ECW, why would he still care about releasing wrestlers during the crisis? They categorically different situations. Nowhere yes. near the same. Uh, there's opportunity uh, around now. It's just nobody can go anywhere right now. Back then, there was no opportunity. They're just different situations. Well, there's a lot more to it than that. So, so the other thing people got to understand: WWE now in 2020 with this, with these USA and Fox deals, they have more revenue now than ever in their history. Yeah. Because of those deals, back in 2001, Goldberg was making a shit ton of money. Hulk Hogan was making a shit ton of money. Sting was making a shit ton of money, and it was all guaranteed money. Vince McMahon was still trying his damnest, even in 2001, to not offer massive guaranteed deals. He still wanted his deals to be incentive-based. The only way he was going to get Goldberg, and he probably wasn't going to get Goldberg anyway because Goldberg would rather sit at home and not work and make the money. But the wrestlers that would consider it, the wrestlers that would say, you know what, buy out my contract 
and then I'll sign a new deal with you. They would have had to like spend all that guaranteed money in order to get the rest of their deal. Think about the cost they would have accrued. They were not the corporate entity in 2001 that they are now. Uh, yeah. And that's that's the reason why Vista Man was not going to do it at that time. Reality of the situation is WWE could run empty arena shows all year and still make an insane amount of money based on so the TV as, deals. Yeah, so yeah long as long as, as the deals okay aren't reduced. And, and this is, again, why I want to know if, if USA and Fox told him definitively, I don't want to hear anything about, well, they might have. Yeah. That's not good enough. I want to know, did USA and Fox, was there a call and did they say definitively that this is going to happen if you don't uh, honor your contract? Because otherwise, why did he pivot again in the last week? So oh, I want to know. We have several ring announcer questions. Anakin JMT says, Jimmy, where would you put Michael Buffer at on that list? Michael Buffer? Yeah. Oh, he's in, – in, in terms of all-time ring announcing, mm-hmm. I would put him number three behind Finkel and Jimmy Lennon Jr. Uh, Sr. Jimmy Lennon Sr. had a classic voice. Have you guys ever watched the Rocky movies? Mm-hmm. He was in there, and he was a legend of all the old big uh, big events. Even Jimmy Lennon Jr. is pretty damn great. Uh, I put Buff- Michael Buffer, not Bruce Buffer – Michael Buffer, top five. See, I like Bruce Buffer a lot. And Arturo says, if you guys had to have any ring octagon announcer announce something important for you, who would you pick? I would personally pick Bruce Buffer just because I think he sets the stage for a big fight in this day and age as well as anybody. He's a little more visceral and a little more more rugged in his his approach. I actually like that. Uh, But but who would you pick? I find my I find Bruce Buffer annoying. Uh, yeah, you know what I don't like about Bruce Buffer? Now, I will say this. I like his energy, uh, and he's definitely uh, a voice that a lot of people uh, associate with now when it comes to combat sports in this era. Like a lot of people, Michael Bruce Buffer is the guy they think of, you know, with the, it's time and all that. Yeah. So I give him credit for that. Uh, I find him annoying. Uh, I don't know if you've ever noticed that Bruce Buffer, he will emphasize certain syllables of a name even when that's not the one you're supposed to emphasize. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and I'll never I'll never forget when Brock Lesnar started, and it only takes 10 seconds of research to figure this out. He would say from Regina, Saskatchewan, uh, and the first time that he ever introduced Brock Lesnar, he said, Lesnar! And it's like, that's not how you say his name. It's not how you say his name. So I find that very annoying about Bruce Buffer. That's just my opinion. Just my opinion. Throwback27 says, Fink was the voice of a generation. You couldn't not turn on WWE TV without hearing his voice and announcing matches as they go to the ring. He is missed. Yeah, he is. I mean, that's that to me, that's a big piece of history lost. He's a guy that I thought if he had been healthier a little bit later in life, like right now, you want to talk about a podcast guy, a guy who was around for everything. That's a, that's a brain that you would want to pick, Jimmy. Um, Let me say one other quick thing of going back to Michael Buffer. When it comes to the mainstream, I think you undoubtedly got to put Michael Buffer above Howard Finkel because let's get ready to rumble. Michael Buffer is legendary in the mainstream. I'm movies just talking and video a, games, movies and video games. Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to that, Michael Buffer's one or two. I'm just talking myself personally, being a pro wrestling fan. First, uh, I was always a Howard Finkel guy. Throwback27 says, also, it could be an irrational choice by WWE. All these talent-based signings in fear, AEW's coming into the scene and making a quick impact as they have. It seems retroactive. It seems like retroactive planning and, like you said, a waste of money. I think it is. I think that they're almost fear-mongering themselves. Like, there are several of the people that they had signed over the last year, and I'm like, why did they sign them? 
It was absolutely to try to to ensure they don't go elsewhere. There's no question about it. That's absolutely why they did it. And yeah, it does it. it it's Vince McMahon. It's the same mentality that he had in the '80s with the territories and the exact same thing. Yeah, uh, it's as I look at, at at that landscape that that AEW came into. There was there was a bunch of talent that flooded, and a lot of people wondered what's going to happen to the independents. Are, are the independents going to continue to have stars? And then AJ Gray, Danhausen, Warhorse emerged. Now the market is flooded again. Yep. I I think that, and again, I got to preface by saying this is a very unfortunate, terrible situation. I think this is going to help out a lot of promotions and probably in the end help out a lot of these people creatively in their careers as well. Sure. And, and you know, I will say this too, and, and I don't want to spotlight too many individuals, but we've talked before about how it seemed that a lot of the guys at WWE were just content. Uh, they were happy to be there, all of that. I have seen far too many guys who have been released make videos saying I'm hungry again. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be honest with you. I wasn't impressed when I saw that. I thought to myself, what it took being fired for you to be hungry Same. and motivated. Same. So, I agree. So, so a lot of what you heard about, all oh, guys are content and all of that, it seemed to hold true when you saw these videos of guys saying they're hungry again. I mean, no disrespect to Heath Slater's. I think he's a supremely entertaining guy. That's the rap I had heard on him for a long time was that he was content, that he was happy getting a paycheck, all that stuff. And he's admittedly his use isn't necessarily his fault i've always said that james ellsworth is the worst thing that happened to heath slater because when james Mm -hmm. ellsworth came along and became the comedy act they had no use for heath slater and rhino anymore and that's a bummer rhino you want to talk about a guy who saw it i gotta put over rhino he was getting offered double his downside guarantee last year jimmy Mm -hmm. five hundred thousand. he said uh you know what how about you double that and then i'll do it and they and they said no, and he hit the bricks. And yep. what did he do? He signed a multi-year deal with Impact Wrestling, and he for sure would have been fired in this round of cuts, Jimmy. Yes, I for agree. For sure would have been fired. I so agree. So I've got to put over Rhino, too. Also, he's a big proponent of the fist bump as opposed to the handshake. <laughs> i got to put him over for that in this uh, day and age as well. Awesome. So let's talk another Vista Man-related story here. Uh, the Athletic broke the news this week that Oliver Luck, the former commissioner of the XFL, is suing Vince McMahon for wrongful termination. Uh, he claims that when Alpha Entertainment, which is the parent of the XFL, filed for bankruptcy, Alpha filed to reject many of the executive contracts at the same time that they filed for bankruptcy. And that's why Oliver Luck and other top executives weren't listed as creditors mm-hmm. in the filing. He also says that the bankruptcy court approved the rejecting of, of those contracts, which meant that his only le- uh, legal recourse was to go after Vince McMahon. He says he signed a guaranteed five-year contract, and he is due the balance on it, which is in the 15 to $20 million range. And he also said, and this is a key point, he said that there was a termination letter devoid of merit. What that means is that he was fired with cause. Uh, and I'm, I'm assuming that the reason that he was fired with cause is because that was the way out of the guaranteed money. And so now I guess it's going to be, you know, based on Oliver Luck, I guess, has to prove it was without merit uh, and his wrongful termination. I guess it'd be up to Alpha to say that uh, it was with cause. My guess is that this is going down the road of a settlement. Mm -hmm. I don't think this is going to see the light of day in a courtroom. I think they'll settle and that'll be the end of it. Yeah. And as I was saying, selfishly, I kind of hope it goes because I want discovery (laughs) with the sweet articles. 
but uh, I, I think they're going to settle this. For well, sure. here, here's a fun little side note on XFL business. And I told Sean Ross at this the other day, and this is it's unbelievable, really. So Sports Business Daily reports, and I guess this came out in as part of the bankruptcy uh, filings and all that. Sports business. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Business Daily reports that the XFL never got around to signing the contract with Ticketmaster, which is unbelievable. So the XFL started accepting ticket sales in October, right? Tickets went on sale in October. They played their first game the first week of February, right? It wasn't until the end of March, the 31st of March, that Jeffrey Pollack, the president of the XFL, realized that a contract had not been signed because Ticketmaster had never paid them their share of any of the oh ticket revenue. Can you imagine? So tickets go on sale in October, and they don't realize until the end of March that they never signed the contract. What does that tell you about the, the state of operations in the XFL? Poor management. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Poor management. And it's unfortunate how everything unfolded for them because nobody could have predicted this. It, but it's, it is uh, – I hate that that happened to a lot of the people because I like the league. I like the league. I thought they did it a lot better this time around, but that is not better this time around. That was not wise. Um, I question if they're going to use that uh, to build a case against Oliver Luck in order to prove wrongful era that he was fired with cause. Mm-hmm. I still think it's going to be a settlement, but when you look at something like that, he's the commissioner of the league. Wouldn't it be his job to make sure? And we're not talking chump change. No. Ticketmaster owed them millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, in, they, they, in, did, uh, they did okay attendance. They were doing like yeah. 16000 17000 for some some of these. Harold Romero right. says, since so much negative news is coming out on WWE events, do you think AEW, New Japan, Impact will benefit greatly down the road? I can tell you one thing. New Japan and Ring of Honor, from a PR perspective, have definitely gained because New Japan and Ring of Honor are paying their guys. Uh, NWA has said, uh, yeah, we don't really give a shit what Florida's doing. Uh, Ring of Honor has said the same thing. We don't really care what they're doing. We're not putting our team at risk. I think that several of these promotions have come out smelling like roses in comparison, Jimmy. I think that the only true way they're going to benefit is by scooping up talent. Uh, I mean, I look at a guy like Rusev. He should never been a release. He's a great talent. I know that you're a big fan of Leo Rush. That's mm-hmm. how they're going to benefit. The The unfortunate reality when it comes to the pro wrestling business is that the mainstream looks at WWE as being the promotion. Yep. 
Uh, and for whatever weird reason, I don't know what it is. They're always under the radar when it comes to negativity. It's like if, 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 if a pure sport, if major league baseball or if basketball, if any of this stuff happened in those leagues that I was in WWE, it'd be a major mainstream oh, yeah. scandal. But for whatever reason, WWE is always bulletproof on this stuff. And so I don't think long term there's going to be any damage done here at all, aside again from losing some potentially big talent that could get over somewhere else. I've noticed a shift in the last couple of years for a few things. One, David Bixon's band, quite frankly, the stuff he does, it gets out to the mainstream a little bit more. Dark Side of the Ring has become a runaway hit. Uh, don't let those 200,000 viewers that you all see on the overnights confuse you like, there's a major pirate <laughs> piracy viewership for these. Like I think New Jacks had been pirated a million times really? already. Yeah. yeah, and then you have John Oliver doing what he did on his show, uh, spotlighting WWE in Saudi Arabia. They do, and, and they know they know that they can get away with a lot of that stuff. And quite frankly, they don't like it when we ask about that type of stuff. But. It's It's got to be answered to. Some of this stuff has to be answered to. Well, that kind of takes me to my next story, I guess, although I'll be quite frank. At, at this point, to me, it's a non-story, but I'm going to talk about it because it is making the news. So uh, on April 21st, there was a Board of Orange County Commissioners meeting with the mayor of Orange County in Orlando, Florida, uh, fits under Orange County. So there was a meeting, and at one point, they opened up to public comment. John Alba from Spectrum News Orlando reports that someone named John, claiming to be a WWE employee, submitted comment that they're being forced to work the television tapings despite stay-at-home orders. They claimed that they're unable to speak out. They feel they'll be fired if they approach their higher-ups. Uh, they said despite sanitary co uh, conditions, they can't maintain social distancing. They have to touch others as part of their job. Uh, and John wants the government to shut down the tapings so that everyone can follow social distancing rules. I now, had so many wrestlers jokingly message me and say, hey, John. Oh, like, is that right? I was like, very cute, very cute. Multiple, multiple. Oh, really? And I said, I was like, I slept in. I slept <laughs> in. And one of the replies was, you're John, motherfucker. John know. Ross App? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I got the heads up on this a little bit ahead of time by John Alba. We bounce off, bounce things off each other. And he's been doing some really good work, especially – in that Florida area where he's based out of. And this is one of those things like we don't know if it was really an employee. We don't know who it was. I can tell you that based on the people that I talked to about now, this is an approximation. None of the wrestlers are wearing masks around hardly. And about 80% of the staff is it isn't easy to keep your distance there, but they are trying WWE's response to this. I mean, that's it is something that I've heard. I've heard people say we're not being forced to work, but who wants to walk up to their superior a week after a hundred or hundreds of people were furloughed and released and say, "I don't want to work because there's probably a pretty solid chance that they'll be like, huh, "You don't want to work, well, we don't want to pay you type of thing um maybe, but I mean honestly, that's not WWE's problem. Yeah. You know, like I, I look at it like this and this is why to me it's a non-story at this point. Number one, Sean just said it. We don't know if John really is a WWE employee. It exactly. could just be uh, somebody just trying to stir up shit. Number two, can they prove that they're being forced to work? And you just kind of laid it out. If they're just afraid to go to their higher ups, that's not WWE's problem. That's number two. And number three, 
uh, in the state of Florida, they have deemed WWE to be an essential service. Yes. That mean that means that the WWE staff are essential workers now. Uh, and so forced to work, I mean, they, you know, essentially they have to work the same as any other essential worker now. And it's stupid. Don't get me wrong. Very. But it is what it is. And so I just don't think it's going to go anywhere. But uh, it did make the news, and that's why I thought I better mention it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was all over the place. And, uh, man, it got a lot of it got a lot of play, this, because WWE has been one of the focal points. I mean, they're, they're the only people that are running right now. Impact Wrestling taped a little bit, but... You know, if you, I know one thing, if you want your staff to be essential, the one in your pants at least, check out bluechew.com. I've been touting this every single week. You do not need to be going to the doctor or the pharmacy if you can help it. Having an erect penis and great sexual performance is important, but it's not so essential that you need to put yourself or others at risk. So just use bluechew. BlueChew.com and that code Fightful. It's got the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but you won't be a dope if you take it because you don't have to go to the doctor or the pharmacy. It's prescribed online through BlueChew-affiliated physicians, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. That way you can... uh, I, I don't think it'll be discreet when you deliver your package to whomever it is that you're doing your thing with. They're going to be loud and proud about it. And you probably will afterwards, too. I don't know what you, what you all do. I know that in my time off, Jimmy, my time outside, I go outside, I look around, I go, <sighs> and then I walk inside. There's a ton of that going on. But if you take Blue Chew from BlueChew.com and use that code Fightful, you might walk out on your porch and go, Damn! My penis is very erect. And my sexual performance is fantastic. It's a chewable, so it gets into your system a lot faster than those other guys. So it's ready whenever you are. Pay $5 shipping. That's it. Got to pay the mailman in these days. You got to do it. Got to respect them for what they're doing. BlueChew.com code Fightful, Jimmy. And we have a lot of... uh, Hey, you know, when you An- said Anakin you, you, JMT what? says, Sean, a woman in North Carolina got COVID from her pharmacy visit. Speak it. Stay home. See what I mean? It's, it's, it's legit. I, you all may think I'm just saying this to be cute. No, stay at home. Don't, don't be being like, you know what? I got to get my Viagra. No, well, first off, piss off Viagra. Go to hell, Viagra. If you get your penis hard using Viagra, you're no friend of mine. Bluechew.com code fightful. When you just said during my time off, I go outside and you're in the middle of a blue chew ad. I didn't know where you were going. I didn't know what direction. Outside is where I was going. (sighs) One of those. We have a monster super chat from our boy Throwback27. Big thank you. I love this. What do you think about WWE pandering to the NFL fan, giving someone uh, they're close to, Rob Gronkowski, a title belt during the pandemic, even if the 24-7 title is a joke? It's a bigger joke than WWE allows him to keep it uh, when that title could be used to give someone else a chance. So I, I throw back, although I respect your, your, your opinion on that and I understand, one, they got rid of a whole bunch of the 24-7 division, so to speak, just now. And they should do better creatively, Jimmy, but I think that right now Alex Palowski hit the, the nail on the head. You could do a lot worse than having Rob Gronkowski 
on a bunch of Fox NFL skits with the 24-7 title. That's crossover content for them. I completely agree, and I'll be the first to admit I'm not a big NFL fan. And so I didn't know, and I, I saw Alex's post as well where he said apparently NFC conference games air on Fox. Yes. Is that the Fox thing where they air the NFC games? I didn't know that because I'm not a, a football fan. But now that uh, Gronk is going to the Buccaneers, I guess the Buccaneers must be in the NFC, right? Yes. So to me, it makes perfect sense uh, that if he is now going to be, you know, if his games are going to be airing on Fox because of the team he's going to be on and Fox has a deal with WWE, there's your cross promotion right there. Yeah. So uh, I would absolutely keep the belt on him. I understand the purists not liking this stuff. Uh, and I understand, but I also look at the 24-7 title as a joke anyway. It's a celebrity title. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I can kind of let it go a little bit. So, I, I mean, Gronk the last two days has been dominating the news because uh, of coming out of retirement. And so I would absolutely take advantage and showcase that title. And, you know, a guy like Gronk, so long as he's allowed because he doesn't want to piss off the NFL – so long as they're okay with it, he'd be all over having fun with that. You could you could have guys in the end zone after a touchdown trying to pin them. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. So uh, they're, they're, they could have a lot of fun with it. I, I like that. A lot of people are asking about what's up with Gronk's contract status. I mean, come on. WWE is not going to say, hey, even though you signed with us, don't go play with Tom Brady. Don't do that. Oh, no, no, no. Either that or Gronk got one look at WWE storylines and said, you know what, CTE ain't so bad. Let mm -hmm. me hit the bricks and get back on the field. Gronk, legitimately, Gronk is far smarter than anybody gives him credit for. He's a very smart dude. Uh, he, he's going to a team with a quarterback he's familiar with. Yep. Is he going to be around WWE over the next few months? Probably not, but I'm sure that he'll work something in. And they can also do pre-tapes. I mean, they, exactly. that's not you know not hard to do. They could even do it while he's at practice or something. You know what I'm saying? Apparently, I scared the cats with my blue chew read, according to my <laughs> wife downstairs. Uh, Harold Romero says, I work for the post office. Thank you. I legitimately respect those people that are, are doing that. I mean, that is... It's it's a wild wild place to be in right now. Rob Wilkins says, $5 says nails is John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Anakin JMT says, could there be an actual title change during a game? I don't think they'll do it during a game. No. I don't no. think they'll do that. I don't think they'll risk that. But They would piss off a lot of people if they did that. Plus, you got to get a referee out there, technically. Yes. So I, I think they will have fun with uh, – I guarantee you at least one touchdown celebration is going to be a guy trying to cover Gronk. I guarantee yeah. they're going to do it. But are they going to throw a, re a WWE referee out there? No, I don't no. think so. No, not at all. Uh, okay, so uh, I want to ask you about Sarah Logan, mm. uh, because kudos to Sean Rossab. You were the first one to mention her name, even though you didn't get a lot of credit for it, which is bullshit. But uh, you were the first one that said, because I guess uh, Ryan Satin had posted uh, on social media, somebody that was released, this was on Monday, somebody who was released, there's talk they're going to be on the show. You were the one that brought the story that Sarah Logan's name was surfacing around the locker room and then others came out later on and said that she was supposed to be on the show and then they pulled her last minute. What have you heard about Sarah Logan specifically uh, in WWE and regarding raw on Monday? Well, there were a lot of, un there were a lot of unhappy people that anybody got released, but uh, specifically a lot of people were upset because she's been a, like one of the preeminent company women does whatever she's told, doesn't complain, works hard, got herself in better shape. 
Um, there were a lot of unhappy people and a lot of people that went to bat for her. Not only that, Jimmy, she and Eric, last I heard, were still in Orlando uh, staying with, I don't know who they're staying with, but there are a lot of wrestlers that are staying with friends right now because there are no hotels that are available uh, in the area. So they're staying with other people. You got a lot of crowded houses from what I understand. And Sarah's still there. She didn't even go home. She stuck around. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. There were a lot of unhappy people. And if I were them, if I were Sarah Logan and Eric, and <laughs> I had to stick around and not go home, and they did that shit with the Viking Raiders that they did on Monday, I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? We could have spent the last week and a half, two weeks at home mm-hmm. instead of hanging out with or bunking with friends, which is what I assume they're still doing. I don't know. And I don't know about anything about her being pulled last minute. I I was just told what I was told uh, the day of. And that's that uh, a lot of people want her back and a lot of people want her still there. It's such a WWE thing to not pay off that riot squad deal. And they put her over more and mentioned her more on Monday than they had in months. It's Mm -hmm. them continuing to be weird. You can't have a 75-year-old man overseeing creative for an entertainment product targeting the 1849 demo. I mean, you just can't. That's yeah. just, just kind of how it is. The Viking Raiders thing. Last week when they beat Cedric Alexander and Ricochet, I didn't understand the decision because Cedric Alexander and Ricochet had just gotten started as a team. They got matching gear. They could be this generation's British Bulldogs in terms of their ability to you know, pioneer offense and all of that and be innovative. I thought for the Viking Raiders to beat them was short-sighted, but at the same time, at least it was a team that had a winning streak in the past, and it was a yes. team that dominated opponents in the past. Plus, it wasn't a squash. It was a, a you know a relatively long match, so I could at least accept it, but I didn't like it. Yeah. For them on the heels of that decision to take this team and put them over what could be the hottest team in the company, to follow that up by having these idiots in a car – wearing their headgear, chanting Viking Raiders, saying things such as, we worship Thor, which is something that they said as part of their little bullshit spiel in the car. I saw that and I thought to myself, what in the Sam hell are you doing? Oh, by, Taking by the these way, guys. Andrea Lissenberger, who helped create, helped write a lot of the Otis uh, Mandy storyline, one of the better executed storylines, especially as it pertains to women, uh, gone right yeah. now. Yeah. They need all the help they can get from young women, young people who are not middle-aged white guys. They need some help with some of that stuff. Uh, they're very lucky they have a guy like Paul Heyman. But if Paul Heyman saw any of this and signed off on it, bad idea. It was really, really bad. I think they need to somehow find a way to lock Vince in his office. Yeah, Just yeah. lock him in and then just do the show without him. WWE should just do a trade. One, they should bring Logan back. But they should orchestrate a trade. They need to trade Usos and Naomi for Viking Raiders and Sarah Logan because I love the Usos, and I love their matches with New Day. I've seen them wrestle every team on SmackDown 100 times. Yes. I, the problem with the Viking Raiders was they already faced everybody 100 times. Swap them. Just swap them. Just, it's not a bad idea. Like you could do with and and why not? Why not put Sarah Logan with the Viking Raiders been, as an act? Why I've been not begging her them to do that? Like when? Yeah, why not? She should have been with them in NXT. She fits in with them, and right. it re, it reinvigorates her character. Right. 
Yeah. I have no problem with it. They could show footage of their wedding when they got married with the yeah. Viking theme and all that stuff. Like, there's there's a lot they could do. Okay, so we're going to go to uh, the Stupid People segment oh, for boy. the first time in three weeks. I had promised I was going to use uh, other people's renditions of the Stupid People song. This first one is from Rob Wilkins. Going to have to do the old school iPad thing because having Camilla <laughs> produce hasn't worked out so far yet. So I'm going to say to myself, and hopefully this works, Sean, I'm going to say, let's go to Stupid People. Might wonder why we do it. It's not about wrestling at all. It used to be WWE's weekly use of stupid nicknames, which we did hoping they'd stop giving wrestlers lame names. But it didn't work, so we gave up, and a new segment we came up with is called Stupid People, Stupid People, Stupid People. There you go. How did that play? It actually played good? exceptionally well. Good, good. Kudos to Rob Wilkins for coming I up want him one. to do a beatbox next time with it. Oh, do you? Yeah. There you go. So we're going to call this the Coronavirus Edition Part 3. Oh, boy. Uh, and I'm probably going to keep doing these so long as people you know, continue being dumb it's gonna during happen. this time. It's going to happen. And not just not just like civilians, but like government officials oh, yeah. need to stop being stupid. So uh, let's go on to this one. This first one, this was posted on Twitter originally that I saw on April 12th. It was inevitable that there were going to be people out there, Sean. And I don't know if these are conspiracy theorist people. I don't know if these are just anti-government people. But we knew that there were going to be people that were going to want to very publicly defy lockdown order. And the first one that I heard of was uh, this moron out of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. His name is Dan Dix. His Twitter is at DanDixPFT if you want to look him up and shit on him. He posted a video of himself and a bunch of other people organizing a protest to end the lockdown of Vancouver. He called it a march against tyranny, and he said they, quote, aren't drinking the Kool-Aid. There was a girl with them, and she said, it'd be a shame to sit at home and let the government tell you what to do. That's what she said on the video. Ever since then, I don't know what it is. There are protests popping up in major cities all over the United States. I'm not seeing too many of this in Canada, aside from the one in Vancouver, but all over the U.S. There's protests popping up all over the place. They reopen beaches in Florida. People are packing the beaches in Florida. Uh, I saw a sign that was posted in, uh, I believe it was in Staten Island, New York. And Kyler James, who manages Fightful's Twitter, he posted the photo of the sign that they put up to promote the protest in Staten Island. One of the lines on the sign said, if you're sick, still come. It's your right. That's what they put on the sign. Oh, we, we, got, we got dummies going out there and politicizing this. Like they're waving their Trump flags and stuff. And I'm like, do you guys really think that this is a bipartisan conspiracy? Like there are people saying, oh, it's it, – to rig the election for this person. I'm like, how dumb can you all be? Do a little fucking research. <laughs> People showing up with their, their guns at, at Frankfurt. I'm like, you can't shoot the virus, dumbass. That would have been literally the first thing we tried in America if it worked. That's the most American thing possible. We already tried shooting the virus. Wasn't there a movie where there was a tornado and a guy tried to shoot the tornado? Oh, I'm sure. Or was that maybe one of the stupid people's stories we did? I'm sure. Guy tried I'm to shoot sure. the tornado. It sounds it sounds like it fits. This next one was reported by Eleven Alive News in Atlanta, Georgia on April twenty. So the governor of Georgia is a real uh 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 rocket scientist by the name of Brian Kemp. This is the same guy, Sean, who on April second, and keep in mind 
by April 2nd, we were all in lockdown and we all had a pretty good idea about, you know, symptoms and about prevention and all of that. On April 2nd, he said that he had just learned that you can be asymptomatic with coronavirus. He said that on April April 2nd. So this same guy, Brian Kemp, he announced on April 20 that he's going to reopen businesses in the state of Georgia, like gyms, barbershops, and hair salons, effective this Friday, April 24th. And next Monday, April 27th, he's going to reopen theaters and restaurants. Fucking idiot. Isn't I mean, that hey, at unbelievable? Least my, at least my Cinemark stock is going to go up, but um, damn. There you go. There you go. Well, Stupid. apparently now some – some other states now, like South Carolina and Tennessee, are, are looking to also scale back restrictions now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll at least give props to a guy like Diamond Dallas Page. He's got a gym in Georgia, and he says he will not reopen. Yeah. Uh, even though he's going to have the right to do it. The, the, people, the thing people need to understand, and people are looking too much at New York, because, yes, New York has seen maybe a, a reduction in cases lately. It's, it's in, still in the real U.S. Bad. In the U.S., the death rate is still – they're still seeing massive numbers. And if I remember right, yesterday, which would have been, what, the 21st, I think was the second biggest one-day spike in deaths since this whole thing started in the yeah. U.S. So I'm, I'm very fortunate, and it's not a, a typical situation for me to be thrilled with a political figure. We're very lucky to have a very responsible governor out here. Every, every day at 5, he updates our state – on the situation, the number of cases, the number of deaths, the type of causes that, that can be put out there. And for a liberal governor in our state, that's not really something that you see a lot of. But I would say overwhelmingly positive reviews for that, which gives me a little hope in that regard. Because people got to stay safe. They're going to believe some of this dumb shit they read on Facebook. Just the, oh, it's 5G towers, you moron. <laughs> you moron no well, this, it's not this <laughs> i mean everybody knows the 5g towers are used to make the frogs gay not to give us covid <laughs> this last one was reported by afp on april 6 so new zealand and this is going back a few weeks now because i've missed stupid people for a couple of weeks new zealand implemented uh, strict lockdown restrictions uh in early april that included self-isolation and one person chose to ignore the rules, and it made the news that this person chose to ignore the rules. Uh, any idea who it could have been that would have made the news they chose to ignore self-isolation rules in New Zealand? Oh, God. I don't know. It was the health minister of New Zealand. So the guy who was responsible, at least in part, for implementing the lockdown rules in New Zealand broke the rules the lockdown rules in New Zealand. He decided to take a 12-mile drive to the beach with his family. They can't even get McDonald's out there right now. I have a friend who's aching for McDonald's out there. Oh, really? sending her pictures of my flattened fry boxes. Oh, Man, that's we're nice. living good out here right now. <laughs> well, this guy's name is David Clark, and he said afterwards, quote, I've been an idiot, and I understand why people will be angry with me. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah. And you know what? Side note, I was going to talk about some celebrities – as part of this segment, I was going to talk about how Dr. Phil compared the coronavirus to pool drowning deaths. These fucking was, TV doctors, man. I was, going to, I was going to talk about how Dr. Oz suggested that if the mortality rate is only, quote unquote, 2 or 3% by sending kids back to school, it might be a trade-off some folks would consider. He actually said that. Also, he can piss off because now every time I try to Google draws, he comes up. <laughs> so he can how go often, square to how hell often anyway. How often are you doing that? Pretty often I was a draws fan, okay? 
Okay, I could also uh, criticize Ellen DeGeneres for sitting in her spacious mansion comparing self-quarantine to being in jail. Fuck her. But man. these are too easy, Sean. We don't need to go into detail because those are too easy. Yeah, I, I hate that shit. I hate it. Anakin JMT says, Jimmy Michigan and stupid people protesting in the Capitol. Yep. Throwback 27 says, in Massachusetts, the governor closed the schools down, pushed back daycares till June 29th. Sucks for my girlfriend who runs a daycare, but at least they are being safe. People are just being dumb for these things. I agree, and here's my thing. Everybody's like, oh, we gotta, we gotta open the economy. You know, you know what sucks more than being broke? Being dead. That sucks. Or your grandma being dead. Or my grandma being dead. Or somebody's kid getting sick. Or something like that. It's a lot more inconvenient to be fucking dead. And if your answer is, oh, well, the mortality rate is only, no, piss off, you're a piece of shit. If you think that other people dying is just, oh, it's just commonplace, it's normal. That's what Dr. Oz was saying on the air. He's like, oh, the mortality rate would only be like 2 or 3% if we open Well, he up was talking about children, sending yeah. children back to school. Yeah. And, and he Kentucky, says it's a trade-off people might consider. And my wife's a school teacher. We're very happy that our governor was like, no school. And it sucks for those kids who don't get to go to prom or don't get to go to grad- graduation it sucks real bad. I also got to say, Sean, kudos to your boss for continuing to pay you. He must be a swell guy. Yeah, it's almost like I'm still working, Jimmy. <laughs> Wait, do I do I get like a bonus for working throughout for bra- braving the elements? Braving the elements inside your house in Ewing, Kentucky. Yeah. Um, Jimmy, I told you I I put off my move to Lexington next year. I am making sacrifices. Yeah, so uh, last thing on my list. Oh, and I should also mention, go to uh, FIFOSelect.com after this. We're going to do The List Goes On. We are going to talk about Nia Jax. Boy, she and Fifo had a little connection this week. We're going to talk about The Rock. We're going to talk about Impact Wrestling. Uh, and that's probably about it. So go to uh, The List Goes On, FIFOSelect.com after this. Last thing for you, Money in the Bank. I got to say I'm intrigued, Sean. Me too. I'm intrigued by the idea. Cinematic ma- uh, ladder matches from WWE headquarters. What have you heard? I was heard. I heard that it filmed last week. Um, that it took them all day and night to film. That there was a pretty significant hiccup that stopped filming for a couple hours. They had to straighten some things out. Wrestlers were not too keen on the idea of having to get cold then bump again. They filmed them both at the same time. But I'm very interested. I think this is if, like I said, if you're gonna do silly, dumb, irresponsible shit, at least do silly, dumb, irresponsible shit that I haven't seen before. So I, I'm very excited to watch this. It reminds me of the Super Bowl ad that WWE <laughs> yeah. did, uh, yeah. which was very well received when they did that Super Bowl ad. Yes, now I, I have a couple questions uh, that you may or may not know. Um, did they fly everybody in on the jet on the company jet? I don't do you know, know about the jet, but I know that people did fly in. Well, of course, they'd have to. Okay. And also, do you know if all of the competitors in those matches happen to be based in Orlando? I don't. I'd have to take a look at them. And also, I don't know who all was in it. So, Okay. Because when I think about things logistically, I question if they might have thought, okay, uh, we're only going to book people in these matches that are based in Orlando. We're going to fly the jet, pick them all up in one shot, sure. bring them all to Connecticut. Logistically, that sounds like the logical thing to do. Yeah, it does. So, yeah, I don't know who all was in it, uh, admittedly, but I okay. I mean, uh, I'll take a look at that whenever they're kind of announced, but I thought that was cool. That was another one on FightfulSelect.com, you guys. I have 
More news coming up on there all week long. I mean, it's like every day we've got something, either a new podcast, uh, a new bit of news, something like that. Reminder, every Monday I do the Backstage Report podcast. That's like 20, 25 minutes of just exclusive news, injury contract updates. It's stuff that you'll hear at Fightful first and my Q&A show on Thursday. But now it's the list goes on. Anything else, Jimmy? No, that's it. I'll see you in about 30 seconds. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.